Good morning, River Tree. Happy New Year. How's everyone doing? I was, I was going to tell I, it's been a year since I've seen you, but, but Papa Munch already beat me to that joke, so I'm a little upset about that. But. <laughs> yeah, get it here. So, how many people stayed up till New Year's? Yeah, I did not. I 100% fell asleep at like 11.30, because I'm an old man, apparently. <laughs> Good, so, we, I wanted to kick off this New Year, 2023, by kind of recapping some of the stuff we did last year, and then looking forward to what we kind of hope and have planned, and God willing, we're going to try to do this year. So, do you know what Ben? Do slideshow? I do, okay. So, slideshow will go. They're not going to exactly correspond with what I'm going through, because I'm not that talented to do that. So, this is just a kind of quick recap of just a couple of the things that we were able to do this last year. We were able to make blessing bags. So, that is something we've done for a number of years. I still have a bunch. I will bring some next week. So, to kind of give out again. Um, we had our students kind of led that project, and it was a great ministry that we do, handing out blessing bags to people we see on, on the side of the roads, wherever, wherever we encounter people, it can be a great help and a great ministry. We participated in Baldwin Days. That was a really fun time where we were able to interact with our community, be able to have some amazing conversations, um, play some games, give out some stuff. It was a really wonderful time. We were able to support Selvage Middle School's Trivia Night. We were able to help support a round that goes to their PTO, that that money goes to help their students. So that was a really fun night there. We were well represented. It was a lot of fun. Speaking of Selvage, we are, were also able to help maintain their crisis relief fund. This is a fund of money that is just set aside for students and families that when they need help, when, whether it's groceries, rent, a phone bill, anything like that, uh, this fund goes to that, and we were able to help keep that fund going throughout last year. Um, sticking to schools, at the beginning of the school year, we, did, we partnered with our friends from Lafayette to do a school supply drive. That drive was able to get enough supplies. There was just a ridiculous amount of supplies. We were able to give those to four different schools. So three elementary schools and one middle school got, each got a carload of stuff that got dropped off. That was really, really awesome. Another thing we did with Lafayette was our food drives. That's something that we've been doing, started with Hitch, and now it's kind of moved, expanded to fully with Lafayette. That's something we, we do a couple times a year, every few months, and that is a really great, fun way to interact with people immediately around us. You know, Hitch is great at knowing exactly who needs help where. He has his finger on the pulse of Baldwin very, very well. And so that was a great ministry we'll do partnering with them. We've been able to do satellite services, uh, worship services, Bible studies, and care services at a couple retirement centers? I don't know if that's the best word for them. Uh, but Town and Country Rehab Center and the Mary Culver Center. We go there a couple times a month, um, again, doing services, Bible studies, visits, just general care of residents. I know some of you have come with us to those. They are great opportunities and great times of just interaction and fun and growth and learning. Um, well, I lost my spot here. There we go, okay. We, we were able to do some yard work for some elderly people in the community here. That was something that was a really big blessing to them, I know, to be able to have us come in and just take over and do their yard work. Hey, that this one actually lined up right. So that, that was a great time and a great day, uh, and I know that that family was immensely blessed by that. 
a group of you have, were able to volunteer at a Special Olympics track meet. We had, what, three, four, five of you there? Um, we had people running the, the high jump pit, uh, escorting athletes around and just being generic helpers. I know the families and athletes really appreciated that. So that was a, another great way that we were interacted with our community this year, this last year. We were able to decorate Haven of Grace again. This is something that we've been doing again for a number of years, and it's something I know that group really appreciates. Um, they always seem to look forward to it. I know we look forward to it, because there's more often than not babies there we get to play with, which is always fun. But that was a wonderful afternoon of blessing that group of people. Uh, sticking with Christmas, we were able, I guess, technically before Christmas, but Operation Christmas Child was, we, we, we did that again this year, and we had, I should have counted them, but we had a ridiculous number of boxes. For our size, I was just blown away at the number of boxes we had. I know our students took, what, four, five boxes themselves, ran with them, did them. We had individuals and families deliver boxes. It was an amazing turnout, an amazing blessing. It was awesome to see. This summer, a few of us were able to participate in a charity poker event, partnering with Emmanuel Fellowship Church. That was um, an event, a fundraiser, to help one of their international missionaries. And so that was a great way to help spread God's word internationally and build relationships and community with a, with a fellow church right here in our area. So that was a lot of fun. We were able to financially support a, a local family dealing with very serious health issues. Um, yeah, it was a, a family that the mom had to be displaced and had to be taken care of, and so we were able to kind of help financially with the students, with their kids, uh, get them housed for a while and get them set up to where they can be kind of self-sustaining right now. We sponsored a couple events at local venues, um, just generic Bible studies, having conversations with people either over beer, over board games. We were able to do that a number of times this year and build some amazing conversations, have some wonderful relationship growth and some really deep conversations we were able to ha happen at these. We were able to once again participate in walk and roll with our, with our friends from Johnny and Friends. I feel like partners with Johnny, but that's too many friends in a sentence. But we were able to do walk and roll again. That was a great event. This is an event that raises funds and awareness for disabilities and how to support families with disabilities in them. Uh, we ran some of the uh, book buying booths, and then we had some people running some of the outside booths around. So it, it, it was a really fun afternoon. Um, really appreciative for everyone who came. That's something we're you know, hoping to do year after year, partner with them for such a great event. As the holidays rolled around, we were able to provide meals for seven local families for Thanksgiving. Um, through your guys' donations and through partnering with local businesses, I was just shocked that we were able to support seven full families. And some of them were big families, you know, seven, eight people. So that was just amazing that we were able to do all that. So that is. I think we were able to support more families than we have here in this building, which is just ridiculous. I love that. And then we were able to follow that up this Christmas, doing a similar thing. We were able to support four families for Christmas. Again, through your guys' gifts, donations, and partnering with local businesses, we were able to fully supply four families, which is massive carloads of gifts. It was amazing to see, like, I was able to deliver a lot of those presents, and I know those families were immensely appreciative, and it was just an amazing thing. So that was, you guys did an amazing job with that. How to do with my timing? Okay, I didn't time that very well. I still got some more left to go. Um, on our international kind of mission partner side, we'll start local. 
our two big partners locally are All Nations and Johnny and Friends. There are two groups here that do amazing work that we financially supported this last year. And then looking internationally, we have the Comfort Foundation, which is a group we've been involved with for a long time. Uh, we have our missionary friends, the Hendries from Brazil. We were able to support them. We were able to support the group Win the Saints out in Malawi. They were actually able to come in, visit, and talk with us this year. I think that was actually on Easter, wasn't it, that they were here? I think it was, yeah. Uh, we were able to support the Morris House over in Macedonia. That's another group that is doing amazing work over there. And toward the end of the year, we were able to partner with Moses Kim and his family to work, to partner with them on the missions work that they are doing. They're actually part of our presbytery here. Locally, feels like a weird word because it's like five states, but like, you know, our presbytery here, he, he's a, a missionary from there, so it feels like kind of a, a local context there. And then we were able to grow kind of internally, have internal growth. So Lauren led a worship journey earlier in this year. It was, you know, two weeks of daily worship devotionals, kind of defining, talking about what is worship, expanding that idea. This summer, a group of you walked through a book talking about how, how do you have these conversations? How do you have spirit-filled conversations? What does that look like? What does it not look like? So that was a great time with that group of people. We had some prayer events. The prayer soaking event was an amazing event. That was just a great time of just sitting and being present with God. It was wonderful. We were able to have some just random fun events too. We had a bowling day, a back to school bowling day. We were at the beginning of last year to do an escape room. We did not get out. We did not, we didn't even get close to getting out. In the fall, we were able to do apple picking like we do a lot, which is always fun. Those apple cider donuts are, should almost be illegal. They are so good. And we've had new studies form up. Our grandparents' Bible study has been amazing. I've heard such amazing things about people growing, learning, just loving that group of people. We've done an absolute, just crazy amount of stuff this year. And I guarantee there's things that I did not think about when I was making this list. I know there's things that, have, that, that didn't make it. That's just a snapshot of everything this church, this group, this family was able to do this year. So now, I, I would like to invite Anna up to talk about just a little bit what our students did this year. Hi again. So, um, oops. Okay. So, uh, our students this fall. Um, well, how many of you know we have a student ministry? Raise your hand if you know we have a student ministry. We have a student ministry, okay? I was a little nervous, okay, coming on board. I was not sure if we would have a student ministry. I didn't know who would show up. They did, they came. Um, but we, we call our uh, Tuesday night student ministry, we call it Unplugged. The idea behind that is we are unplugging from the daily wor world and plugging into God and his word. Um, so we began at the end of August, and we went through the seven tenets. Do we have that on a slide? Oh, cool. Thanks. Um, so this is what we went through. This is what we spent seven weeks uh, at the start of the school year going through. And we um, started with seeking Jesus daily. And we talked about how spiritual growth happens um, by creating a healthy environment. We looked at the parable in Matthew 13. If you're not familiar with that, I encourage you to look it up, but it's the parable of the sower and the seed. 
Um, and so we collectively assimilated uh, what it's like to plant a seed in a garden and watch that grow to our lives. For instance, you have to plant in the proper place. Uh, you have to water the soil. You have to remove any of the things that get in the way of growth. And when the seed grows, it will produce. So we identified how the same thing is true in our lives, and we identified how one of the ways that spiritual growth happens is by creating a healthy environment around us. And in that same talk, we talked about the necessity of spending time with God alone and allowing God to speak to our hearts and our minds personally and directly. We identified that when we spend time alone with God, um, reading the Bible and God's word, we do indeed grow closer to God. Um, and at the end of this lesson, I have to tell you, in their own words, the students shared back with me what it means for them to surrender to God. We talked about the logistics of a daily quiet time, but we also identified that there are external components in our life, um, like worry and anxiety. So listen to the list that the students compiled. I think you might relate. Work, school, family, friends, the past, the future. Do any of these things strike a chord with any of you too? Yeah. Yeah. So we discussed how we can identify what is going on in the moment by pausing and taking a deep breath and considering the source of the worry and the anxiety. And when we pinpoint it like that, we can surrender that to God. The students then reported back to me with stories of the peace and the calm that they had experienced that very week. So this process is a huge part of spiritual growth. And y'all, I have to tell you, our students, the students of Rivertree, are mastering it. So the following week, we discussed the next tenant, praying for three people by name. And we looked at uh, several scriptures. We looked at Exodus 32, where Moses prays on behalf of the people of Israel. We looked at the book of Philippians, where Paul specifically talks about how he's praying in the church. Um, we studied the meaning of the word intercession. And do you know what happened? The students came back, and they began to share with me not only who they were praying for, not only how they were praying for them, but when they were praying for them. The students came back, and they told me that they intentionally set aside time at the end of each and every day to pray, to commune with God. Or, or one student said that is their time on their way to school. Their commute is turned into a prayer time. These are the students of River Tree. Um, so the next week, week three, we talked about the next tenant. We talked about meaningful conversations, casual, meaningful, spiritual, and salvation. Um, we talked about how this happens naturally, how we don't have to go crazy with the Jesus conversations. But guess what happened? The students then began to share with me who it was that God was bringing to mind and how they could logistically, practically, tangibly have conversations with them. And they didn't stop there. They began to discuss who it was that they wanted to bring with them. They wanted to bring their friends that, to share Jesus with in our Tuesday night group. Can you imagine? These are our children. So the fourth tenet is being in a life group. 
They just, I, I got to tell you, they build on each other. Okay. So we use the scripture from Hebrews 10. Here's how it goes. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as the day approaches. So the students, we identified that our Tuesday night unplugged group is the students' life group. The students also shared experiences that they had personally experienced or witnessed of uh, bullying, gossiping, defamation, general meanness, gaslighting. And these things, I mean, I, I've got to tell you, if it's been a while since you've been a teenager, these things really attack your self-identity. But the students called out a need for safe people who could encourage them and challenge them in all the right ways. But they took it a step further. These students shared how their Tuesday night life group was a place where they can learn about God, who God is, and God's plan for their lives, who God created them to be. But, of course, the conversation kept going. And yet again, the students are sharing who needs to be a part of our life group. I don't know about you, but we can develop some really cozy life groups, and it feels safe, and it feels nice to be with all the familiar people that we know in a very familiar space. But the students said, that's not right. We can't stay in this holy huddle. Who can we invite? Who is it in our lives that needs a part of this too? Who is it that needs to be brought into this safe space to encounter God and God's love and God's wisdom? So they were all super excited, and they were sharing with me who it was that they were going to bring, and they did. They did. They brought their friends with them. Um, the next tenant is um, Sunday worship. Um, and this is how it went. All Christians are called to live in a community with God's people. All Christians are called to serve other members of God's people, to love them, to be held accountable by them, and to be taught by them. And we then discussed how church attendance is not going to guarantee you eternal life, but it will help you grow spiritually, right? But also, we discussed the importance of praying for our church. We discussed the importance of um, praying for opportunities to make new friends within our church. And we called out that that's uncomfortable, that that's uncomfortable to have a conversation with somebody you're not used to having a conversation with. But the students agreed that just because it's not required doesn't mean it's not good for us. I want you all to think back with me. Think back this fall. We had several new faces graces here at River Tree. Think back. Look at those faces in your head. Do the math. Over half of those faces were students. They were students invited by the other River Tree students. They welcomed them. They embraced them. The next tenant, we talked about... Uh, Oh, I missed one. Uh, River Tree team. Okay, so this is how that went. We talked about we did we talked about all the teams we have here at River Tree, their value, their importance, um, but we also spent a lot of time discussing how as students, they're the future of the church, they're the next generation of the church. This is an ongoing conversation that we're having, but I am pleased to tell you that we are raising up some enthusiastic Christ followers. But I have to ask something of you. 
Please leave them with something good. I sincerely mean that. Would you please just take a moment to pause and reflect on what you are personally leaving to the next generation of the church? And then would you please promptly and intentionally act on that? Oh, I did it again. I went there. It's your turn. As you can hear, our students are doing some amazing things this year. It has been super exciting to get to see them, talk with them, and just hear about all the amazing things they're doing. Let's go down here. Nope, nope, went too far. So that, that transitions nicely into kind of talking about how we're structuring things here. You know, if you recall, on our website, our kind of main overall mission is to be a church family that lives out this mission together through authentically loving God, graciously loving ourselves, and tangibly loving our neighbors. I feel like my mic fell. There we go. And we've broken up these seven habits, these seven tenets, seven rhythms into that same up and out styling. We want the styling to be kind of permeate everything we do because each of those relationships is so important. You can't neglect one. You can't, you know, if you're thinking about it as a triangle, you can't, you know, cut out one little, that, that, that doesn't work anymore. You need all three to be going strong. You need to have an amazing relationship with God. You need to have an amazing relationship internally, your family, your church family, and an amazing relationship out into the community. And so this is kind of how we've structured things, set up these ideas, these goals, these rhythms to help us achieve, to help us further that walk of authentically loving God, graciously loving ourselves, and tangibly loving our neighbors. And you should have got another one of these cards. I know we gave this out a while ago, but I know for me, I'm, I'm going to lose things within two days of getting it at most. So we have a bunch out there, so I hope you grab some on the way in. There's always some out there. If you lose it, which I have definitely done, there will always be some of the tables out there to have. But put this in a place where you can see it. There's two different sides of it. You could, if you prefer, you could do the up in out structure, if, that's, if, if, if that works for you. Or you can have a daily, weekly, monthly structure, a rhythm that way, if that, you know, is, is more... Aesthetically pleasing? I don't know what the right word is there. But whichever one you think clicks, clicks best with you. Now, looking ahead. Okay. Looking ahead in 2023, we're hoping to do a lot of the same things we've been doing. Things like partnering with Johnny and friends, doing food drives, blessing bags, balling days, things like that. Things that we've done that we've seen are useful, that work, that, that seem to be gaining traction seem to be spreading the kingdom. We're also going to try new things. We're hopefully looking at doing a joint worship service a couple times this year, potentially. Uh, looking at doing some maybe experimental stuff on Sundays, trying just some weird stuff on a Sunday morning and seeing what, how, how it hits. I, I, I saw a lot of faces just go, what? <laughs> well, that's true, yeah, yeah. But we want to shake things up here, just try to get a different experience on a Sunday morning. You know, one kind of new thing we're doing right now is um, Town & Country has asked us if we can partner with them to supply some toiletry items for them. So we have a, it's, it's in the bulletin, it was in last week, we'll give more info on it, but it's something that they desperately need up there. So that's something we're gonna partner with them on this year. Uh, Lauren has some awesome stuff planned this year. Coming up in just a couple of weeks where she has a, a worship through creation service planned where we just kind of sit and reflect on how creation, reflecting on the creation God gave us as an act of worship, going both ways. Uh, she's working on another worship journey devotional 
We're going to do that for the second half of the year. But so things like that are coming in. Uh, Anna has some amazing stuff planned for our students and families this year. We have a second mom study starting up February-ish? February. So that's something, if, if, if you weren't able to attend the first one, you, you could definitely jump in on this one. We're ho hoping to do a float trip this summer with our students, just to get out and have some fun. We're going to do kind of smaller activities th throughout the year. So we have a lot of fun things we're hoping to do. And to help with that this year, I wanted to have it done for today, but it, it, I was still pinning down some dates. We're going to try to come up with little three-month calendars that we can give out at the beginning of every quarter, so we can kind of so you can see roughly what's coming. Because you know, sometimes that 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 can be an issue of when we're trying to pin down a final date, and we find out you know a week a week beforehand, and every, everyone's always busy. So we're hoping to be able to at least get the big things on a on a three-month calendar and have those ready to give out. I wanted to close with a passage that I think. Well, first off before we get into this passage. Who can tell me what the scripture is in the back of our shirts? Anyone know? Anyone know what the scripture is that I'm looking at right now? No? No? It's this one. Well, it's part of this one. It's not this whole thing, obviously. <laughs> My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. So on the back of our shirt, it's, it's verse 13, if you're curious which verse is on the back of the shirt. But this is really what it's about. Notice, he, this section opens and closes with the same thing. This is my commandment. Love each other. Love each other. That's why our mission statement has, all, it's all about love. Authentically loving God graciously loving ourselves, tangibly loving our neighbors. And I love this idea of moving from servant to friend, that we're not doing this because it's our job, because we have to. We're doing it because we want to. We're partnering with a friend, with Jesus. And I love that number, verse 13 is on the back of our shirts. You know, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. When we think of this, we so often think of it as death. That's the way we think of it. I often think we're more ready to physically die for someone than to go spend time with them and to lay down your life by helping them move, by having a conversation, by doing whatever. That's more tangible way, more you know, that more of us are going to be able to lay down our lives, sacrifice that time, that effort, that whatever it is. That's what it's all about, loving each other. And now we just have to go out and do it. Now we just have to go out and love, authentically love God, graciously love ourselves, and tangibly love our neighbors. So that may be my challenge to you this year. You know, since we're thinking about quarters, 
pick, pick one a quarter. One of these a quarter to focus on. Spend three months focusing on one of these habits, really focusing on it. In the next three months, add another one in, really focus on that one. Just doing small, bite-sized chunks. It, it can be intimidating seeing a big chart and being like, oh no, what, I'm not doing any of this, what do I do? Just take one at a time. One at a time. Spend three months focusing on it. And then go on to the next one. And the next one. That sounds like a good goal for us in 2023. I'm really excited for this year. I think we have some amazing things coming, some wonderful things on deck. And I, I cannot tell you how excited and, yeah, just ecstatic for this year. I think God is going to do some amazing things this year. Join me as we pray.